Hello, welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast, live from Niagara Falls this week for <laughs> episode 43. It's a very special event. And no, Jeff and I are not spending the night together in Niagara Falls. That would be quite romantic, but that's not what we're doing. I'm your host, John. With me, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you tonight? <laughs> when are we going to have the honeymoon suit? I don't know. Honeymoon's over. We're in the we're in the downturn of this uh, of this engagement or or whatever it is that we got going on. This maybe is where we start arguing. Maybe we could podcast in like those uh, those champagne glasses. That's a hot tub. It's elevated above the room. Oh, like in uh, the Poconos, there's a place yeah. I can't remember the name of it. It's like the end of the Dove or something like that. I think that would be really sweet. I think we have be. a good show. I'm sure every town has one of those disgusting, you know, semen-covered uh, <laughs> hotel. You know, those romantic hotel getaways. Everyone's got something around here. It's the end of the Dove. I don't know what it. I think in, in the Poconos, it's Hershey. Um, I'm not sure. Is it? I think Hershey has a, a, a set of sweets. I could be wrong. Ugh, the end of the dove. Like, God, I'd rather go to a 15, 15 minute, you know, reservations or, you know, how they, <laughs> those hooker hotels where you just go for 15 minutes at a time. I'd rather yeah. walk into one of those rooms than the end of the dove. Oh, God. How, how, I can't even get inside the mind of the dudes that are going into those places. Like you going in there and like taking your clothes off and and having sex with some hooker. Like, what are you doing? What point in your life? I mean, can your life get any lower at that point? Where how many of those disgusting seedy motels? How many Super Bowls do you have to win until you stop doing that? <laughs> well, like well, our for friend, you, it was one. Our friend Robert Kraft. Come on, dude. Oh, joking, of course, for God's sakes. I know Melinda's listening. She wouldn't believe that anyway. Um, Robert Kraft? I, I don't know. The sky's the limit. I have heard, I heard, I've heard people I heard there was a hidden video of that. Yeah, there is video. Oh, God. I, I think we have a viewing party. Or maybe we'll, um, when we have the technology, we'll listen to it live on the podcast. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you think he does any sweet talking <laughs> sweet talking yeah. where do you want, where do i put the money <laughs> that is some sweet that is pretty sweet talk yeah speaking I, of getting naked by the uh, way okay um it's not about me i was at the gym earlier today and i have uh, to say of of all the dudes in the locker room um at the time where I was in there, I have to say more than more than sixty percent of them, I'm guessing, were were completely nude, just entirely naked, no socks, not a towel wrapped around them, nothing. And now you know, there's like a whole bunch of sets of you know lockers, and then there's benches in front of them. You know, it's a pretty standard setup. But right behind where I was sitting. You know, I was getting changed. There are a row of sinks and two guys naked next to each other at the sink. 
Like, why have you ever gone to the sink completely nude? <laughs> Real quickly, are you going to steal all of Simmons' material? Or yeah, right, you, exactly. You're going to mix no, in I'm some sure, of your uh, If if you want to hear the end of this story, just tune into his show on Friday. <laughs> now, I don't go to the sink naked in my own bathroom. Exactly. I mean, I I guess maybe I maybe I have once or twice, but that's in the privacy of my own bathroom at home. I mean. This is at a gym and, and one of them, you know, one of them, it's like out of the, it's almost like out of the corner of my eye, I can see them strolling up and the one guy's there, I don't know what you're doing at the sink, completely naked, but whatever. And then like the next guy walks up, it's like he already saw that there was somebody naked standing there at the sink and he decides to go over and stand next to that guy, also naked. And now I got these two naked dudes behind me i'm like what the fuck are they doing at the sink like if you're naked didn't you just get out of the shower or something like why do you need to further wash yourself you didn't get it all done um but you know so that's my tale from the gym for today just more disgusting you know i, I, I don't your, know is your gym in key west where are you gonna where, should, where are you gonna, where are you gonna fire gym? it's fire island it's the best gym of fire island <laughs> i mean you know it's fine yeah, I gotta take uh, four trains to get up there. It's it's a two and a half hour commute, but it's worth it. It's a good gym. They have the honey, best honey, I'm working out of town again. <laughs> uh, he's always spending time at the gym. <laughs> he's he's no bigger, but he's really there a lot. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. The, the, the more tales from the gym. I'm sure I'll have uh, another one for for everyone next are week. You, it's been a while. Gonna, are you going to do some NBA MVP talk now? Is that your next up? No. As you no, do what, your, I, your, your Simmons countdowns. Oh yeah. Well, if I wanted to, <laughs> are you going to be uh, who's his host? Uh, Ryan Rossillo? Is that his co-host? Yeah. On that yeah, one. Yeah. You'd have to be Ryan Rossillo, and I'd be Bill Simmons. No, I can't. Um, I can't stomach Simmons right now simply because he employs that nitwit Mal and the other nitwit Jason on binge mode to do their fucking Game of Thrones recaps, which are just completely awful. Actually, the recaps themselves are great. Their commentary is insightful, but it's delivered in a voice and in a manner which is so annoying that I can't even stomach it. Ever since you mentioned that it sounds like they're reading, now I can't listen to it out without them picturing them reading. Like I wish but it's they would true, just right? Yeah, I wish they would just write these articles or someone do a transcript and omit the impersonations and the laughter. Yeah, I, I would love it. Yeah, some people are really good at impersonations. That dude, Jason, is not, and they both have that vocal fry. Where yes. they, I don't, you know what I mean? Like where your voice is just, it's just like just above crackling. And they do that the entire time and they tell their dumb jokes and he screams like a, like a woman I know. at times. He really does. If, um, if that fucking guy does a Joe Pressley impression, then he'll be hearing from our lawyers. <laughs> That's right. I, I can't, I, and I'm going to listen to them again this week. I know. Um, I will because I I really like their insight. That's the sad part about it. Yes. They have great knowledge. Um, I I like every part of their, I like every part of the episode except for them. Do you know what if I'm talking? That talk- makes any sense. It does. Do you know what I'm talking about when I said I hate when she reads quotes 
from the, either the book or the or the show. Yeah, Which, I heard her do uh, it and cry but, while she was talking about Ghost. <laughs> well, no, she she'll, she reads the quote super fast, and then at the end she slows down the words as if the quote she's pulling is the most the most entertaining, the most pithy, like, you know, she figured everything out in this one quote, the way she yeah. finished it drives me insane. No, she's, they're so annoying. And it's really the obnoxiousness that I think that kills me the most and that they don't realize it. They're so unself-aware. I, I can't believe it to think that they're that entertaining. Well, I mean, there's, there's enough people I mean, that listen to them and watch the talk to Thrones and everything that, you know, like save ghost is a thing because for some reason she cares about this dire wolf and is weeping about it. Weeping it's about digitized, this digitized uh, beast. I, I, listen, if, if that dog looked like my chocolate lab, all right, maybe I would feel maybe I would be sad when he left them up at the north. But otherwise, it's a f- fucking pretend dog on a show. Who fucking cares? Yeah, I, I feel like I felt the proper level of emotion, which was just about none in that moment. <laughs> exactly. All right, cool. I was like, oh, he's, he's leaving his dog, or he gave his dog to his best friend. Cool. Yeah, all right. You know, what Moving was the on. problem? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess, do, do you have anything you want to discuss um, before now, we let's... get into... Let's just talk about the thrones. I mean, why why even bother pretending this is not all we're thinking about? I know, I know. So um, the Phillies I, had a horrible have... loss tonight, by the way. They uh, they who wait who are they playing? They just got they just got off of Milwaukee, right? They they beat the Cubs last night, and they're still yeah. in, they're in Chicago for four five game winning streak, and. Uh, they're losing one nothing until about the seventh, and then they go ahead two nothing. Nice, nice piece of hitting by McCutcheon, and then um, bullpen gives up the uh, bottom of the ninth, the loss, end of the streak. And last last night was the first come from behind win they've had all season. Once the Phillies are down after six, it's like they haven't won yet until yesterday. Yes, I've noticed that trend. It's awful. I don't like that. Yeah, so it's a tough one. Oh, uh, Bryce Harper had a great moment. Um, obviously, he's getting heckled, but at um, at, at the end of the inning, he catches the last out, and he like kind of turns as if he's thrown into the bleachers, and he launches the ball in, into those rooftops across the street. <laughs> no way, did he? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. The ones outside? You mean right outside of Wrigley? Yeah. Oh my God, he'd launched it over there. Yeah, it was fucking great. It's it used to be so cool that those were actually places where people lived, and until they got bought up, I guess by I, I'm assuming the Cubs bought them. No, they were still independent, um, and then they worked out a deal with the Cubs because you know they're selling, you know, watching the Cubs, and you know they're making a lot of. I mean, this place is. I don't know if you were ever in any of them. I've only walked by them, but they're like, you know, they're balls to the wall, like really great, you know, buildings all renovated, you know, real seats up there, bars, wide open windows. I mean, it's, they've really, it's not like lawn chairs on someone's roof, like in the eighties, 
No, it's the real deal. I do you remember the ESPN commercial? I feel like we talked about this. Do you remember the ESPN commercial? It was like maybe in the late '80s or early '90s, and it was a guy who who was living in that one building, and he was just sitting in his living room watching the Cubs game out of his. You know, he had a giant, just just like it was almost like a bay window, but it was flat. It was just giant, and uh, yeah, he's sitting there watching the Cubs game from his living room. That's what he did every night. It's a very cool commercial. Yeah. Obviously, somebody bought his ass out, or he was renting it. I, don't, I have no idea. But, but it, yeah, it was really hard for the Cubs to put up those new scoreboards. Like they had to. I don't know. There was like a like a. I think there was like a legal fight about it. I mean, I don't know how residents have any say in what the Cubs do with it. If you, you know, I would just put a dome over everything and then tell them to fuck themselves. But uh, but it was a thing. Well, as soon as anything goes up and blocks the view of the field, all of a sudden your real estate turns to shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that guy had that apartment, which was probably worth like $2 million at that time. Uh, as soon as they blocked that view of the outfield or of just the entire field in general, who cares anymore? You, you just lost everything that that apartment was worth. It was the novelty of being able to sit there. I don't. Is there anywhere else on the, on the planet where you can sit in your living room and watch a game from your 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 window? No, I mean, and that's you know, it is not. It is a novelty, but it's not like. I mean, it's not a really good view. I don't think. I mean, you know, the 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 Cubs fans like loved it. Like I wasn't regularly for a Phillies game last year, and I I guess my first time after the big renovation, and even to get out to the bleachers, like. Like, I wasn't allowed. I had to kind of sneak through. Like, there's some cool bars now out in center field and some really good spots. But, you know, the bleachers really – I mean, the outfield is not the best seat. No. No. Um, but I think, it, like I said, it was it's the novelty. It, you know, you don't have the sound. There's a lot of things missing. One is a good view. <laughs> right. Because you're about, a mi- you're about a mile away from home plate. <laughs> You know, so you're not really watching the at bat too closely. We stayed in those rooms with it. No, yeah, you can't really. You know, you need the umpire then. Let him call. Actually, it would make as much sense you calling balls and strikes from the bleachers at Wrigley than the umpire doing it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I. Let's move. Yeah, let's not get into umpires. But so the Phillies lost. Phillies uh, lost. Lovely. And yeah, winning streak is over. Now, how are the six? How are the Sixers doing in this round? <laughs> they're having a tough time, Israel. Oh, they are. They they're just not showing up. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't shown up. I was on. You know, I was I was eating dinner tonight at a bar uh, by myself, and for whatever reason, the Phillies were on in Canada. I guess you know, like they they have a channel up here that's basically ESPN, so it's just like a simulcast, but. So I had that on, and luckily I was like, I was finishing up. The Phillies took the lead. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back to my room. But I wasn't quite ready to leave. And then the bartender's like, all right, does anyone want this? Someone asked for the, the Raptors are on. Someone asked for the, you know, the Raptors. Does anyone want the Phillies? He's like, going once, going twice. Like he said it in ten seconds, like two seconds. And yeah. I was about to say, hold on, I'm watching it. I'm, you know, I had a perfect view right in front of it. Then he just changed oh. it. And I was like, fuck, you know what? I gave him eighteen percent on this tip. <laughs> You cheap fuck. <laughs> Fucking prick. So, so what did they do? Put the Raptors on? Yeah. Ugh. It's like, who cares? I know. They're not going to beat the Warriors. 
Or they're not going to beat the Bucks, probably. But well, they're not going to beat the Bucks. the The Bucks, uh, the Sixers wouldn't have beat the Bucks. No way. Yeah, there's a lot of talk that they would have, but oh, who cares? I don't think so. Yeah, really. What's the difference? Yeah. It, it, they're not beating anybody. Yeah. All right. Uh, this this week's episode, the finale of the the biggest show ever, I would say. I'm not saying the best show ever. The biggest show ever, right? Sure. There's never been a show that was bigger than this. Oh, yeah. This is easily the biggest show. Yeah, yeah. it has to be. So this was the finale. Um, I, I don't know. Do we want to jump in and give our initial thoughts, right? You want to kind of go through it and then get into it? Or do you want to just start off with, here's how I felt about this episode? I don't know. Uh, uh, why don't you lead off? So I don't want to get in trouble if I disagree with you. No, I think you're going to you're going to be pleasantly surprised this week. Maybe. Well, all right. You know what? Let me say two quotes, if you don't mind, and then you could start. OK. And I'm going to quote. I forget his first name, but I sent this to you in a text from the great movie Cocktail. Coglin's Law, young Flanagan. Everything ends badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. And also, anything else is always something better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, look. I defy, I, don't def- I defy binge mode to compare Cocktail to Game of Thrones, the Iron Throne. I dare them. I don't know that they're going to reach. Um, the, Simmons would maybe reach down into the Cocktail well. But I don't think binge mode's going to do that. Is there anything? I really don't. Is there anything we can say for the next two hours that will sum it up better than that? Than Coglin? No. Coglin did. No. Uh, there's, right. there's nothing. That's a perfect summation. Thank you. W- what I would say is this: um, before we talk about you know individual pieces of the episode, you know they they fucked it up. They. Now, I, I loved the first, I think you and I probably agree, the first 45 minutes to an hour were really good. <clears throat> Hold on. Um, so It was, yeah, it was exactly 45 minutes, I guess, minus some promos from whatever dog shit HBO is, is promoting coming up that no one's, you know, I, I almost want to cancel my subscription now because I don't know what I'm holding on to HBO for now. Um, uh, there's some good shows coming on. I th- I'm telling you, I think Watchmen's going to be good. Yeah, not, it might, it might it, be. But it's not a superhero show. It's not. Yeah, so it was 45 minutes, give or take, you know, the promotions before the show. So, yeah. yeah. So the first 45 minutes, I thought were, were pretty epic yeah. in terms of just great moments. Um, certainly the, the moment where, where John kills Dan- Danny was was really i thought it was pretty moving it was very sad for me she was a she was a great character i don't think i'm not that's not a hot take obviously uh certainly one of the best on the show she was one of the drivers for me staying interested in the show honestly and to watch her die was pretty momentous and then mm-hmm. even to watch her give that speech in front of her it looked like hitler's army for god's sakes yeah. And she's come when she's walking, I guess she's coming up the steps and the dragons flying behind her. Really cool visual made her look like she was a dragon. Um, I loved all of that. And then there was act two of this episode, 
in which they decide on how they're going to have another king and who that's going to be. And everything fell to pieces there. And then I guess they kind of revived it a little bit in the third act. I was okay with the farewells and uh, that king's council or whatever was going on, that first king's council for Bran. Mm -hmm. That was fine too. It was a, the ending was fine. But that middle act, which was really important, <laughs> they couldn't have fucked it up any worse than they did. <laughs> the middle act that completed the whole series? Yeah. Right. right. A few problems there. Well, uh, look, they killed Daenerys, which was probably one of the one of the most important moments of, in the series. And I think that they nailed that part of it. That was really well done. Well, the, act, uh, the acting was superb. You know, once again, props to me because I predicted exactly how it was going to end. He was going to pretend to love her, you know, for the first time, kind of, you know, give off the lie. He also he also was like pleading with her like he couldn't believe that she killed everybody. You know, he brought it up right to her face and then he put the, put the knife through. But even as it was happening, I was kind of believing her like I was still shocked by it when it happened was still shocked. So that, yeah, it was a great moment. And, it was. And it's a shame because, like, if – I don't know how many scenes were in that first 45 minutes, but I put, like, stars next to all all these great moments. I have, like, a dozen stars of, like, this was great. And, you know, I, it, I just – you know, here's the thing. And, you, you know, you were talking – like, you were defending Benioff and Weiss, like, last week, like, nobody's business. And, you know, I was. And we're talking about HBO and you're like, oh, maybe it's, you know, HBO is saving money or, you know, whatever in that vein. Um, you know, it's not it's easy. It's I mean, there was no plan because when when you think back to there was how many episodes in a seer in, in each season, 12 or 13? Usually oh, in the early seasons. No, 10, 10. It was 10. 10. All right. Yeah. We spent 10 episodes at least of Ramsey fucking torturing Theon. And now yeah. the, <laughs> the most important parts of the story, we fucking yada yada through it. This is this was the yeah. yada yada episode, yada yada season. And, you know, I didn't care about the yada yadas last year, like I said. But, you know, this is the part that's driving me crazy where, you know, I don't know if you read the story or I saw it and read it or wherever. It's probably on like those after the show, whatever. But <clears throat> Benioff and Weiss, they met with – actually, it was from Martin's point of view. Martin said he met with a million people at Hollywood. They all wanted to make this movie. You know, it was a huge bestseller. But he didn't want to make a movie. You know, maybe he was going to do like a Lord of the Rings type of thing where it's three movies or something along those lines. But – even that wasn't really going to work. He needed TV, no. and it couldn't be network. So, and Benioff and Weiss had a meeting with him, and they they understood it. They explained how they would do it for a TV show, what stories they would focus on, what ones they could get rid of easily. But they were going to dig deep, and they did. They dug deep into these episodes, and at the at the end of that lunch meeting, Martin says to them, "Who, you know, who's John's mother, or who's John's parents?" And Benioff and Weiss, luckily to, for them, had talked about it. So they had an answer for him, and it was the right answer. Right. And so now, when, when I think about that, this was the most crucial part of this whole show, the most important thing. And they, 
and it meant nothing. It meant nothing. You know. Yeah, it had no bearing, really. They, it wasn't mentioned at the council, even even when when Tyrion sentenced told John what his sentence was. He's like, there'll always be a place for bastards. He's not a bastard. He's not a bastard anymore. He's not a broken thing. Like they, <laughs> like, like they were, they were giving us the callbacks of oh, cute little things they said. Like, you know, Tyrion said, oh, "I'm going to piss off the wall one more time. I'll come visit you." And the bastards yeah. booking things. You know, all these little callbacks. Yeah, oh, cool callback. He's not a bastard. He's not a bastard. And Bran knew this. And Bran sees the future or doesn't see the future. We even talked about this. We were joking about this like last season. We talked about Bran. We're like, yeah, you know, we don't know what he's doing, but who, you know, we're fine with it. But now, <sighs> well, every all the assumptions are that Bran uh, orchestrated the entire thing. <laughs> like, but but why? But there's there's zero evidence of that. But that that's the story now. Yeah. I, I... If that was the story, and maybe it is, they didn't do a very good job of. Of depicting it that way well he seemed to to not be in on what was happening until this season oh and that's what's going to make the, the, the rewatch very interesting when you watch the brand scenes over yeah. like the you know what was happening here you know the old three-hour raven was just hidden like he never told stories to the kingdom and you know, how did that thing work with Hodor? Like, what did that, what was the significance of, significance of that? He kept well, them alive the to be king. the significance of that was just showing that he could cross the boundaries of time or, or whatever. You know, he figured that out. But they didn't use it again. And he didn't want to stop the massacre at King's Landing? No. I, I guess it was part of the design. I, I don't know. You're asking me for explanations. I, I have no clue <laughs> no, I know. what yeah, the hell they were thinking. <laughs> there, yeah. were, there were so many. Look, I'm not going to shit on the show because I love it. You know, I, as a whole, I love Game of Thrones. It's been one of the greatest, you know, things to be able to watch this series from beginning to end. And I'll always appreciate that. But I have to acknowledge that they just mishandled the, the, the crucial part, it's really tough to end things, and they proved that because they just didn't know how to end this the right way. Um, and what's crazy is that Martin gave them the ending, gave them the bullet points. And if you gave, like Vince Gilligan, I heard him talk about it with Breaking Bad. You know, they would basically say, here's, here's where we want this season to end. They would paint themselves into that corner, and then they would work backwards and figure it out. And they seem to be able to do it perfectly. Oh my god! I th yeah, I think I think Gilligan wrote um, "Live Free or Die," where you see Walt coming out of the Denny's with the machine gun, and then that the, yeah, and that's they reverse engineered that. Yeah, you know, but they just about that, did it that, to perfection, you know. So, uh, yeah. but then here, all right. So let's let's break Martin's balls a little bit. What was in this outline? He said, "What what, what was the outline?" Um, oh, it, it John, must have been Brands the King. <laughs> John, meets, Sansa, John meets Danny. Uh, they fall in love, yeah. and then Brands the King. Oh, okay. I I don't even know. It was probably John kills Danny. You know, Brands Brands the Brands the King. Um, Cersei dies. You know, I I, I think that because I don't think that I don't know that Martin is going to write this whole narrative with Jamie and Cersei being together again at the end. I, I don't know. And it, it always felt to me that 
he had her dying at the hands of someone, not just with rocks falling on her head. Well, that, like, that's very unmartin like when you think about it. For sure. Like, all the other deaths were pretty fantastic for the most part in the show, oh, at least all the major ones. Yeah. And there's no way that this was just... Oh, and then, you know... <laughs> And you'll hear this probably every podcast you listen to this week uh, about Game of Thrones. Tyrion literally has to scrub away like two boulders or two blocks yeah. to, to, to find Jamie and, and Cersei. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally watched an avalanche of, 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 of rocks and boulders fall on their heads last week. Uh, you would, it would have taken probably days to excavate and pull them out of the rubble. And Tyrion found them in about thirty seconds. Yeah, I yeah, that's the, I get it. That's the least of my it. problems with this episode. It's just one of many. It's one of many details that, and eventually, like this is these are all the things I've been glossing over and saying, okay, it's fine. I love the show. Yeah, I get it. It's just that they're they're doing it all the way up through the finale, which to me, like a finale should be picture perfect. You know, if you want to end the show the right way it should be just perfect i heard there was a fucking water bottle in one of the scenes yeah there was <laughs> is that possible there was yeah that was a real thing that it wasn't photoshopped yeah. in all right no no, no. I, I think it was real this i mean i'm sure they scrubbed it all now but well that's that's the thing where you know and i'm not trying to break your balls about it but you were like so defensive of them like last week because it's unbelievable and, and and I'm just telling you, they, these guys now, they're going to be doing Star Wars. They obviously, and Bald Move really went in on them too. These guys were done with this story. They were done with this show, man. They wanted to get it off their plate. Can I ask why? I don't, why, why would that be? Why would you be so psyched to go work on the 50th Star Wars chapter when you're here working on probably one of the greatest pieces of fiction and art? In television history, this you have the opportunity to make history with this show, and you're rushing to the end of it to go move on to Star Wars Part Ten. I, what the fuck? It's a, it, it's a great, incredible question, especially when you consider that when you talk about the greatest, one of the greatest pieces of fiction, like you know, you could basically argue it was like Lord of the Rings Part Two, but this guy pulled sure. it off with his story. It was so great. He pulled it off, yeah. and and that's the thing, he, he you know, I'm you know you read the books. I'm I'm assuming that every you know every time Tyrion walked down the street, it wasn't just from point A to point B. It was everything he saw, everything he did, everything he was thinking in his mind. And then the past two seasons, everything is like it's it, it, but it, it's well, even the jetpacking. I was willing to yes. overlook. Me too. I was willing to overlook it because I was like, all right, well, they're getting them from this point to this point. But both of those scenes at either point were great. So they left here. That was a great scene. And now they arrived and Danny's breathing fire on, on uh, the, the Tarleys. You know, I was like, all right, this is all great. I don't know how they made it all the way across the country um, in a matter of one episode, but they did. Yeah. And I was fine with it because the of the outcome. It was just – it's now just the sum total – of all these little things, it's really just irritating me. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on the show. I love the show, but I can't, I can't sit here and I can't, I, I defended them up until the, I, to the <laughs> penultimate Jeff. 
<laughs> they did not stick the landing, Johnny. They, they you know, they, 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 they stabbed me in the back. I sat here and defended them, and they, they came out with a shit show here. They carry shrugged the landing. They stuck it, but it was like on a broken angle, ankle, so they kind of like stumbled. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. Yeah, and like I said, I'm not taking away. There was a lot of great moments in the Iron Throne, you know, this I, episode six, the finale. I have two a questions. A lot of great moments. Yeah. I have two questions for you. Um, since you read the books, I, I am not – although we kind of felt the whole time we all loved Danny. We all loved when she burnt people up. And now all of a sudden we had to like hate it. But do you think Martin's intention was for her? I'm sure it was a tragic ending or an ending. You know, maybe it was a mad queen ending because that's what her I would think so. You know, is that, but do you think that's, do you, it wasn't a more positive kind of reign for her at all? I don't know what, I honestly, I don't know what story he's trying to tell. Like, I think that he's trying, there's, there's some symbolism there that maybe I'm not that I'm missing it, but I, I guess I don't know his views on the world. I think he detests war is what I hear. So I have a feeling, you know, he's, it's some sort of satirical look at, you know, just society as a whole. I, I don't quite understand why he made the strong female character a psycho. Um, Cause if anything, I'm guessing he's probably very pro woman. He made most of his strong characters female. Yeah. Um, at least from what I could tell. So I, I don't know. I, I do think that it would be, it makes a lot of sense that Daenerys turning mad queen would be part of his story for sure. He, Cause he, he likes to, it's never a happy ending with him. You no. Just all the awful things to happen with everyone. I mean, I, I don't think this but, was ever headed anywhere except for tragedy. All right. I have, I have, I'm adding another question. So, so he comes up with the Jon Snow idea of, you know, the bastard who's the hidden king for his whole life. What was this really again, what was his outline that he gave to these guys? And why couldn't they why couldn't they figure this shit out? Uh, you know, if there was any rift between them, like why would why would Martin let this kind of get yada yada? Or, you know, why wouldn't he take control at a certain point? Or why didn't he give a better outline? Or did they ignore his outline? I mean, did you, any any guesses? My my only guess is that he, pure ego would not allow him to give away. And there could be two things. I, I have two thoughts on that. One possibility is his ego won't allow him to. He doesn't want them to, to create as good of a story and ending as he's going to create in his mind. Okay. that's That's possibility number one. Possibility number two is he has no fucking clue other than in his mind, Danny goes mad queen, John kills her, brands the king in the end, and maybe there was nothing else. I, I don't know how many bullet points well, he that, gave them. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like when we're, you know, back to Gilligan, how he reverse engineered. When when Martin starts out writing these books, doesn't he kind of is he just figuring it out as he goes? Doesn't he kind of know the story? You're supposed to. I mean, my God, I, I, I can't tell you how many books and fucking books on tape and podcasts I've listened to about people writing. And you're always supposed to know your ending, really, before you start writing. Yeah. Like, where do you, you know, what, what's the goal? And, and how do you see this ending up? And I think a lot of people reverse engineer. Hmm. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. I have no idea. I think 
when you listen to Bald Move talk about, or what's his name, Aaron on Bald Move talk about George Martin and how he just kept, even through book five, right? Like, so I've read five of his books now. Even up through book five, he's still expanding the universe. He's all, he's making it more complicated for himself. Adding in characters like, like Euron Greyjoy, you know, becomes a big deal. I want to say in like book four or book five. And you're like, why? The world is already so amazing with so many great characters. Just stop adding and start yeah. driving towards the conclusion of your story and, you know, the climax. But I don't know. I think it's become it's spun out of control for him. Like, yeah, maybe. I guess. Um, all right. Well, here's, all right, here's my third and final question then. And this, right. is, and this is a tough one two days after the show aired. Um, but, and I know you're ready to rewatch it. Is this, this might be a, maybe it's not a question. This might be a tougher rewatch than you think it will be. I mean, it's a great show. And it was all about those discussions and moments. But when you know how Danny's going to end up, when you know how John's going to end up, when he's... My God, Tyrion's saying, who has the best story? And he, point, he points to Bran. John, <laughs> John was a bastard. He became the, the, the leader of the whatever, the Night's Watch. He was died, resurrected in battle. He united the wildlings and the regular people. He, he saved the world. He saved the world. He got the dragons up there. to What? This story is not the most important. Anyway, back to my question. Like, is this Brad be a, the broken. <laughs> just, what the fuck? This is going to be a tough rewatch for you, isn't it? For all of us. It has, I, to, it has to be two days afterwards. I, I mean, I think if you're looking at big picture, yeah. So if you're if you're keeping your eye on the big picture as you're watching, going going through those those old episodes. And yes, if, if I'm looking at Daenerys and then thinking, oh, well, eventually she just goes mad. And yeah, all these crazy things happen with John, but in the end, it really doesn't mean anything. He's just going back to the Night's Watch. Yeah, that's going to be frustrating. I'm going to try to just appreciate the episodes one by one. Yeah. Because there were some really great episodes. You know, you think about Red Wedding and Mountain and the Viper and just so many awesome, you know, scenes. I think I'll be able to appreciate it that way. You're totally right, though. Like when you're going through and you're starting to think about the whole story and, you know, in general. It's going to be frustrating, but I'm also going to look for some clues within there to see, you know, did they stay true? Listen, I know in some ways they did not. Those clues, whatever, you know, those, the clues ended a couple seasons yeah. ago. <laughs> there may have been some, but they're, they're all gone. They're, the, the, the clues are now just manufactured. Well, I'm going to, we'll pay close attention to that red priestess, not Melisandre, but the other one. I want oh, yeah. to find out what I want to go back and see what she said. Oh, me too. <laughs> You're going to freeze frame on that. Moment. God bless that's her. What I'm guessing Kinvara. Yeah. Is that her name? Kinvara. Something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel like we, we both have the same opinion of this episode. Let's want to go. Want to go. Let's, I have some notes. I got another four or five pages of notes. Okay. Do you have a good little walkthrough then? Yeah. <laughs> my 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 walkthrough might be as long as all the characters walking. Hello. Oh, tons of walking. Oh my. You know, yeah. Sep, I did I just I did just read Sepinwall's review and uh he said 
he said brand be- brand becoming king is like making the long snapper your super bowl mvp <laughs> no i actually i had no problem with brand being king i really didn't that that is the least of my worries well let me let's go back to exactly my first text to you right yeah the first hour was great then the council must have discussed john's claim in a deleted scene that's, yeah. and then my that's co- the problem. And then Coughlin's law, young Flanagan. Uh, no, I, I go ahead. Let's talk through this, and then when we get to that scene, we can talk further. Bury right. the dead. So let's they stink up. Start the us joint. off. Okay. Um, okay. Here's my first starred, like scene. Or I put stars next to everything that was great. So Tyrion is walking through the ruins. Uh, there's like a burned dude kind of walking by him. Uh, he sees Nora and her kid and then the horse. All He's char- an extra from the set of Chernobyl, by the way, that guy. <laughs> Chernobyl. Yeah. Get your <laughs> subscriptions ready, HBO fans. Chernobyl. Right. Yeah. When's Chernobyl night going to be at Citizens Bank Park? Can't wait to go down for that. <laughs> I don't know. That's how HBO saved money, though. Yeah. They used the extra. It was yeah. the extra from yeah. Chernobyl, and they threw, threw them in the finale. Perfect. Yeah. No Benioff. Yeah, how, about, how about here, HBO? Hey, Benioff, Weiss, okay, I know you don't. You only want to do six episodes. What if we give you a zillion dollars? Can you do ten? Like, you know, break the bank for these guys. You're, you're ruining – oh, what the fuck. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Your frustration. It's great. So John and Davos uh, kind of let Tyrion uh, go. He wants to go off by himself. Um, Grey Worm has some Lannister soldiers. They're on their knees. Um Great moment here. Uh, you know, Davos is like, you know, what the fuck do you need? They're, they're on their knees. <laughs> you know, you won and Grey Worm's not having it. John grabs his arm and, you know, all the soldiers, you know, get their spears ready and the soldier and their swords out. So, you know, this is a really cool moment. And that was a little standoff. I can't. I, boy, I can't wait to rewatch when we when we're introduced to Grey Worm. And little did we know that he's deciding everything in the show, but I digress. Did Was his anger overdone? Yes! It was, right? Like, I get it. He watched his girlfriend be, be beheaded. I, I totally get it. That's awful. And, and this, literally, she's the only thing that he cared about on the planet, besides this, Daenerys. This is the shitty part of the yada yada of Daenerys, is that she, she freed slaves. She freed Unsullied. But they, but she inspired everyone to follow her, and you know, and and the, and the great part about what Daenerys did is that you 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 had an unsullied, and you gave him like the ability to think for himself freely, to fall in love, to do all those things, which is awesome. But to get to this point, uh, yeah, I know. It's like, well, I yeah, I did think that you know he lost all humanity when she died. That, that I kind of stuck by that, and it makes sense. But now he's just angry at everyone. He's he was unreasonably angry at Tyrion. Well, just just unreasonably angry. Yeah, I don't know how they fought. I can't remember how they fought in the past. The Unsullied, and you know, listen, yeah, I I can understand all day long why why Daenerys is the Mad Queen. But now all her soldiers are the mad soldiers, too? Like, they just want to kill prisoners? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the Dothraki were always psychopaths. Like, they were they were nuts before she even met them. And but the, the Unsullied were very disciplined, I thought. The Dothraki and the Unsullied were like fucking sea monkeys. 
they just added some water and these guys came back to life. There's they were wiped yeah. out two week, three weeks ago, and now there's thousands of. Them. Well, I think it, the fact that the Unsullied just had zero emotion is what made them tick. You know, you didn't have to worry about them being afraid in battle. Like they just went in. No, they, they were well trained and they did what they did. No, you're missing my point. They were wiped out. The, the Thraki were basically wiped out. Oh, uh, Winterfell. You mean the f- and now now they're and now <laughs> you just sprout some more. Yeah, the yeah. Unsullied. I mean. You know, they're like, yeah, there's little sponges that you add water to and they blow up to like a foot tall. They'll never be able to. I, I can I can Wait. maybe forgive the Unsullied because I, I didn't see how many of them perished in the long night. I don't we, think so. We saw more Dothraki in the streets of King's Landing the past two episodes than we have <laughs> for past two seasons. There, there were, yeah, I think you're right. There were more that stormed King's Landing, then there were that raced across that field uh, in the long night. Yeah. And, 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 and oh, by the way, of that crew, which seemed to be the entire army, about three of them came riding back. Yes. And, and yet it's, somehow... They gave us the cool they, moment of the swords going out, and we're like, wow, that's cool, and that's fucking horrible. It's, you know, oh my God, what a waste of, of an army. But, eh, perhaps not. So anyway, all right. So then um, uh, Tyrion is going over that the map room where the maps on the floor and there's rubble. He goes into Cersei's office, finds a I've tour. never seen that floor so many times, by the way, in, in a season before. I had to see that map over and over again this season. And I'm really trying to drive something home with that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's this. This some of the symbolism is a little heavy handed. Um yeah. Even at binge mode, I think mentioned or will weigh into that when Cersei and Jamie were talking, she was standing on the neck of Westeros and he was on the fingers, which they thought was, you know, proof that he's going to strangle her to death like a prophecy. And poor binge mode and poor everyone else that was waiting for that. Yeah, these guys oh. didn't, they guys wish they thought it through like that. Well, one of those two people that you just mentioned uh, on binge mode cried when reading a passage about <laughs> Ghost and John. I know. Like, it's openly sobbed on, on a podcast about <laughs> like fictional was, characters. Like she was at a funeral. Yeah. Um, yeah she was like, she, she, couldn't, she couldn't go on with her, with her reading. She, she was so broken up. So Amazing. Well, but still, yeah, it, it still would have been, it would have been a cool point. But that's again, I said it last week. I feel sorry for everyone that that put this much into it. I love it. I know who all the characters are. Like Howard Stern is like a complete idiot when he talks about this show. Like I don't know this, I don't uh, know he, that. He, you know, he's still complaining about the long night. It was too dark. Like he's just stupid. Like because I think he watches he things. He really on the iPad. is. You know, well, he watches things on an iPad. He's he also likes. I mean, he likes some dumbass shit on TV. Yeah. Like he would watch like. Uh, with, who's the guy that the singer for or Gene Simmons? Like he'll sit there and watch like the Gene Simmons show on A and E. Like that's the level of entertainment he enjoys. He, he he didn't watch The Sopranos for God's sake. I think he eventually did, but he didn't uh, understand it. I'll bet. But I yeah I you know I forget even what I was saying. What was I saying? Why did I bring up Howard Stern? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Just, uh, just keep. Get, so Tyrion, so they they meet, or he he walks across the the map floor. Oh yeah, the map. Oh, that's that, that's what I was saying. Like you know how everyone puts so much effort into this. Like 
you know, we knew who everybody was just because we did. But, you know, the people that really delved in, like, you have to feel sorry for them a little bit when they're, you know, and they and then they see these little clues that they think are clues, uh, you know, the, the, the neck and the fingers and or that that sword that Ned put on Leanna's deathbed that was like a glow. And then that had something to do with the fire and ice of glow or something. I mean, oh, yeah. these, these poor motherfuckers read a lot of shit into this show that just then co- great. didn't happen. All right. So, um, uh, Tyrion, this is an, you know, another great moment. Tyrion sees his brother and sister and is, is crying and slamming rocks. Uh, you know, there's a great overhead shot of all three of them as he's like kneeling over them. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, they look great. great acting. Yeah, great acting. Unbelievable. And great, you know, um, great image of the, of the three of them. And, you know, like Jamie kind of wrapped around Cersei. That was pretty cool. Um, again, awesome moment. I mean, it's like moment after moment at the beginning. Um, then we 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 cut to, to John. He's like walking up to the queen to see why she's killing prisoners. And you have. Uh, the Targaryen flag is huge up on the steps. Uh, the guards are all lined up, or the Unsullied are all lined up. Uh, Dro- Drogon flies over, and and um, it's funny. I you said, this, you said what I thought was this was a this was a Hitler scene, and uh, of course, I think that's what they were going for. Right? Yeah, except I fir- I heard a few nerds saying it was General Hux from the recent Star Wars episodes, <laughs> like. I would really, not know who the fuck that history. is. General Hux. What? Yeah, there was what some new... That? Uh, the new guy that's kind of in charge of... Uh, of uh, Who's the, not Dar- the new Darth Vader, whatever his name is. Oh, oh, uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Whoever's in charge yeah, yeah. of him or in charge of the armies had the same setup. But, I mean, does, has anyone read a book? Does anyone know history? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the Hitler comparison is better. Yes, this was... And more relevant. Certainly hitting Hitler, because my next star was, um, during her speech, like, this is, that was legitimately chilling. Like, I'm like, oh my god. Like, this this speech... She pulled it off really well. Yeah, again, the acting, saving these guys at every turn. Like, I I was, I was like, wow, I don't know how they're going to get out of this. I don't know how. I know. When, I know. When she mentioned Winterfell, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. It, 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 well, here's the best part, by the way. She delivered that um, amazing speech. It was really chilling. Uh, how the fuck did John understand it? Yeah. Does he speak Dothraki now? <laughs> maybe he heard the Winterfell part. I, I guess. Well, maybe she was saying, I love Winterfell. Like, <laughs> I, I guess I just, you know, what? It, they, that was just something. I guess they missed that. They 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 didn't they didn't they didn't think about that. Johnny Cakes. They, they didn't think there about it. Should have at least been a translator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your nitpicks are funny because they're just so they're just so minute compared to everything. Uh, it, but doesn't that make sense though? It does. It does. Of course. I mean, but and unless, now you can't unthink that. Now that I've told you, unless unless he's just a super Targaryen and and in, in, in his in in born that he can understand something. Who knows? Well, that's uh, great. But Tyrion was there as well. Well, Tyrion kind of knows it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, great point. Um, All right. So anyway, so forget about that. Good, you know, and good good direction here. Good, good, good. I'll give him credit credit on the direction. 
where you know you see Daenerys overlooking everything and then Tyrion walking up behind her and like you know as as he's kind of getting up next to her um you know she says uh Winterfell the Dorn from Lannister Islands or something the Carth where everything she was saying um then she said the women then the men and the children that she's going to liberate like i said this was legitimately chilling um yes the unsullied are tapping their spears. Will you? She's like screams. Will you break the wheel with me? Um, and of, of course they would do anything. Yeah, they they will rape and pillage their way through the entire every square inch of Westeros. They would just burn it to the ground. Yeah. Um, Tyrion walks out. She says whatever she said. I you freed my you freed your brother. Um, he's like yes I did, and you slaughtered a city. And then he throws his hand of the hand of the kingpin. Is that what it's called? Great moment. Yeah. Great moment. And you know, and that's and, and that when you think back to the moment that she made him her hand was probably one of the best moments, one of the best scenes on the show. And that really, you know, that really helps with the gravitas of this scene, how important it is. And again, it's just a shame that you know, it's just part of this. Scene. Well, that was the greatest moment of his life to that point. You would think. Yeah. You know, he, 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 he achieved something that his father would have never given, given him credit for or believed that he could. Yeah. That that was a big deal and, for him to throw it away. You're right. That was pretty momentous. It was, and and, and in fact, you know, a, another great example of how this guy could talk himself out of anything. Like he was. You know, he was a prisoner when he met Danny or was about to be or whatever. I forget the situation. But, you know, talked himself into that job, really. Um, but, yes. you know, he did believe in her. But um, then uh, she tells the guards, take him. And then he looks at John as he's leaving. And then Danny just gives the death stare to John and, and then walks away. He does. Um, and, you know, another great image. The city is still burning behind all the all the soldiers and. And, um, you know, it's just a great image. Um, well, so, the ashes that, just continue yeah. to fall throughout the episode. It was like Resident Evil. Like, I just loved it. It, it, it was really just a chilling setting. Yes. It was perfect. Yeah, it was. Um, Arya basically um, faceless man's or right next to John. He doesn't even realize she's, she's there. Um, and I bring that up on purpose because whatever um right he's like what he's like what are you doing here i came to kill cersei again i don't know why they couldn't have discussed this at winterfell or why whatever um and they great never share plans with each other oh what the fuck and we waited seven years for for them all to get back together and it's like oh i'll i'll see him in 20 minutes when i get around to it like you know when they come back together she's hiding at winterfell all this stuff like I, you know, I guess we can't watch scenes of them just drinking and reminiscing for a whole episode, but I don't know, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, like just a little bit more family being family. Yeah. Like, wouldn't they have wanted to travel together? Yeah, why did they? Yeah, they there could have oh, been. They were always so close. It's just, it was really weird. Um, And that, you know, and then this, this is another starred moment. She says, looking at Danny, I know a killer when I see one. I mean, it's a great line. Yes, but we all know that Danny was a killer, <laughs> because of the the five hundred thousand people she killed last episode. Good point. 
<laughs> that one that went over my head, Johnny. I'm, I was like, oh, Ari was really really intuitive. Uh, yeah. Um, and then and then we get to this next scene again, another star moment of of John and Tyrion. And then I was I kind of settled. I'm like, all right, Uh-oh. the battle's over and all the kind of actions over. I'm like, this is what I was hoping now for for the rest of the episode. Like, just long. You know, Debates. ten minute scenes with two characters that instead of like we say they say three sentences with each other and then head off, it's a real in depth conversation. And you know, I I I almost wrote down almost every line of this this scene. It was everything seems so amazing. Everything they said, you know, asking you if there's life after death. Uh, you know, uh, it was flawed though. What it was flawed. Which part? It. it so I agree with you. I I love the setup of the scene and I and what they were going for. The dialogue did not work for me entirely. Like everything Tyrion was saying made sense. Half of what John was saying made sense. I didn't understand his rationale for defending Daenerys. He did he really believe like and and not only that if he really believed what he was saying, then 10 minutes later he's stabbing her. You know, I I didn't get it. He was fighting so hard against Tyrion and, and, you know, being real smart-ass, honestly, when he witnessed the same thing Tyrion did. Yeah, you know, I went into that scene when he walked in the room. You know, I've watched, like, uh, Casino and Goodfellas too much. I'm like, guys, are you sure no one's listening to your conversation? Like, you're just, like, kind of... Yeah. They're not whispering. And... Nobody's ever listening. No, and I, I started took it as when John. I took it that way a little bit. When John was defending Danny, I'm like, oh, he must be playing this up. So if anyone's listening, he can say he's not, you know, conspiring with Tyrion, you know, later on. But he wasn't, though. I I think there was a little bit. He knows. He didn't believe it. I don't think he believed that stuff. He knew she was. He... Uh, I don't know, man. You got You have to rewatch it. You look at the conviction. It made zero sense to me. That's all. It just, it, it, I didn't get it. I was like, is he a moron? He watched her burn the city down. I looked at his face and saw the horror in it while he was witnessing what was happening. And now all yeah. of a sudden. No, it, no for, okay. for sure. And then I guess. It yeah. didn't make sense to me. That's all. I. That's why I, I just felt like he. He was kind of saying it to saying it a little bit, and then he needed Tyrion to, to just push him over the edge, edge to realize, yeah, man, that's bullshit. Even you can't really believe what you're saying, because so you and you might be right about that. It could be him just trying to rationalize it in his mind because he doesn't want to not support Daenerys, but he was always fighting for what was right. There's yeah, you know, always. I mean, and listen, he, you know. <laughs> This doesn't make, make mean anything to you and me in 2019, but you know he swore an oath to this woman and called her his queen. I mean, you know that's a big thing for this guy. Um, uh, it is, it is. In his world, it was a big deal. Um, here's I, I don't I don't know. Here's a couple lines that weren't a problem within the scene, but became a problem the way the episode progressed, because Tyrion says to him, him or no, so John says to him, it's easy to judge far from the battlefield Tyrion says would you have done it and he's like you had that power you were riding a dragon would you have done it and John says it doesn't matter what I do and then here's the important line that should have been important 
he says it matters it matters more than anything you know what you would do i mean i took that to mean yes because you're a great line because you're the fucking king you're you're the real king this is why it matters what you think and what you would have done and you would have been a great king and you know right that the answer to that question in your mind is the is the answer to what you need to do next right you know by saying would i have done what she did no she was wrong she needs to be stopped right that's why but yeah that's why i kind of uh, I, I again, I'll agree with myself where he's not when he's even at this point not admitting that he wouldn't he knows he wouldn't have done it. John's not lying to himself. He knows he wouldn't have done that. And I think that's why he was just teetering on the edge there and the need to be pushed well, over. Tyrion gave him an out. He said, I know that you're just saying this because you don't want to betray your queen. Yeah. You know, right. So he gave him the out there, which which did make sense. I was just getting frustrated with the logic of John's argument and he was just so flippant. And I'm like, you know, come on, man, be real. Like you and Tyrion just witnessed the same massacre. Yeah. It it was, it just, I don't know. I thought it could have been constructed better, but Tyrion's half of it was perfect. Um, you know, acting was great. Oh, either way. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to look at, at Kit Harrington has made, but he's a really good actor. Like you, you know, He's just like whatever, sullen on the show or whatever. But I, he's really good. Uh, he is. You know. He's just not going to have a, a successful film career. I promise. Yeah, probably. I guarantee he won't do shit, and he'll be back for some spinoff of uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, they should. They should do that for the rest of their lives. They, they should. should. Twitter just or HBO just 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 confirm that that a spinoff with Arya is never happening or not happening. I mean, that's a big mistake. That yeah, is, that's sad, that's man. She's like thing. one of the favorite characters. Yeah, you know, that should be in production right away. But um, there's a good – so here's a good part or here's a good line that saves Benioff and Weiss because John quotes Master Aemon Targaryen from the Night's Watch saying that love is the death of duty. That allows Tyrion to say sometimes duty is the death of love. But – um, you know, Master Aemon was was supposed to be king or something, but declined it to go to the Night's Watch or something yes. like that. So a very similar That's right. track to what happened with John, which again makes perfect sense for him to go to the wall, as long as it's not Grey Worm saying, "Well, this guy can't make it." This like what the fuck? Um. Anyway, they ruined that part. I, I know. Uh, they did. Um. Let me see what else here. Uh, oh, doesn't John John doesn't he go to see Daenerys? Yeah, first he puts his hand on uh, Tyrion's shoulder. Um, he's like, well, if that's her decision, she is the queen. I'm sorry he came to this. Um, and then a good another great point. Tyrion asks him, well, how will your sisters, you know, respond to this? Will they bend the knee? Blah, blah, blah. So this was, you know, this was still all good stuff. Um, it was. And that and that was, and, a, I mean, thank God he he brought that point up. You know, John needed to remember that this was probably going to wipe out his family if he didn't do something about it. His family and everyone, everyone in the north, they would have been gone. Yeah. Um, John says, I don't I, 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 I don't get to choose. And then Tyrion says, you do and you have to choose now. Um, and like I said, this scene, this is the stuff I wanted from this whole episode. Um, 
then we uh so now yeah so now john's walking towards danny and there's ash and drogon's in the ash and drogon lets him pass because he's a targaryen well wait a minute what? you glossed over that was pretty amazing how they it looked like just a pile of rocks or something and all of a sudden it's drogon right like i didn't know that that was the dragon oh yeah i thought it was you know that that was really cool i thought i liked that how they camouflage I know, like that like that was cool and again when when danny was walking out and and drogon's dragons were behind her it was cool but it's you know it's it's fake well it's yes it's fake but it's great great visual I, which no, they it, delivered it a lot is. of yeah that's if anything it, that's one thing they did right that, that's where they save themselves you know i was texting you this is like armageddon or some michael bay movie i mean that you get a big crazy visual and some cgi and you're hoping that it, you know, hides all your flaws. I liked Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I liked Con Air, of course. I'm the, you know what I hate about Con, Con Air? Con Air is a really believable story. You know, the, no, you know what's the worst part about Con Air is that when they, as a, as a lover of Las Vegas, the, first they, they crash land and they're downtown um, and Old Town Vegas, and then they end up at the Sands, which is like on the main strip. I mean, there, there's no there's no <laughs> way to plane with a slid that long. It's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that part. You're looking searching for logic <laughs> in the the plotting of Con Air. That's oh, great. Otherwise, it made perfect sense. Um, you know what? Oh, I forgot. To, I, I, by the way, what I wanted to mention too uh, last week, uh, watching Cobra Kai. And I, you've seen some of it, right? I have. So Cobra Kai is absolutely ridiculous story. It's ridiculous, really pandering to everybody our age that loves Karate Kid, Karate Kid 2. And they they wink and nod. They don't even wink. They just out and out do everything, you know, like, you know, here's Cruel Summer playing. Like they, they do everything that you would want them yes. to do. And it's complete. Uh-huh. It's completely insane. It's the other guy's son. It's this and that. But I love it. I fucking love it. It's working. It's awesome. And but the thing is, and, and the, the difference with Game of Thrones is, Game of Thrones is premier, you know, television or premier show uh, story. You know, I can, you know, I famously have shut my brain off. I can easily shut my brain off from Karate Kid, and I, I'm just like every other dumbass in the world watching that. I'm like, yeah, Jill. You know, I'm Johnny. I'm a fan of Johnny now. Um, a fool for sure that guy where's he been for the last uh 30 years man he's a good actor i like what he's doing in uh in this it, revival it, it, he's really he is pretty good um you know i think not bad i think machio is is not the greatest actor a little just he never was yeah um when i right place right time that guy or he had the right look or something yeah it was the look when i because he's still like a he's still like a spindly little guy uh, He's a doofus. He, when I first heard about this show last year, I thought it was just like YouTube clips that Machio and and uh, Zabka just just you know got the, the iPhone out and started making some scenes. Like that's a, I didn't think it was a real show. Like, oh, you didn't realize it was real? <laughs> no, I didn't. I just thought it was like a little like web series or something. <laughs> yeah, I heard that Crease uh, uh, is back for the second season yeah he's i'm halfway through season two he's back uh, yeah don't give away too much i don't want to give any spoilers out for anyone but yeah i did hear that he was back 
<laughs> is there any chance that they're bringing back that Steven Seagal-like character from Karate Kid 3? You know, that would be awesome. Karate Kid 3, I've only seen once or twice, so but I know you, terrible. I know who you're talking about, yeah. It's a dumpster yeah. fire. But yeah, he's yeah, that guy there was just no story to the third movie. Like it the first and second I could follow along. The third one it was a it was a cash grab for sure. <laughs> you know you know what's great about Cobra Kai is that is that Johnny is like out of touch with modern times and he's got these high school kids and basically most of the time he just calls them pussies and like cuz they're all social justice warriors. And I love that because god damn that's what these kids need. They need to shut the fuck up about their little problems. Yeah, he's coming from a point of view as somebody who's had a hard life, an mm. actual hard life and and turned out to be a loser. And these are just these punk kids who don't know anything and they're preaching. And he's like, "Oh, shut the fuck up." Yeah, it's you awesome. don't know anything. It's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway. Um. All right. Uh, so anyway, uh, John's about to stab Danny. Yeah. But so, not yet. So he goes in there, and now she's kind of like calm. She she touches the throne, and uh, you know, I don't have to rehash this. Everyone knows about it. So, it, you know, she's she's being nice and kind of talking about how she she still goes back to I can change the world mode, not realizing that she sounds like a tyrant. Um. And he's like he's like begging with her, pleading like please what do you think about what you're doing and you, you burned little children alive and he's like almost crying and then you know uh she blames cersei again and and yeah. you know he's like um you know she's gonna decide what is good for the world and and uh th you know the little people don't get to choose and uh, she's like we'll break the wheel together and then he says you're my queen down and always and like i, I knew this was I knew he was going to kill her, and I, I, I kind of thought in this way, oh, but yeah. I was still shocked when it happened. I was like, I was like, holy fuck, he stabbed her, and the quickest death in Game of Thrones history. Um, I know it's a hard. Yeah, she really just collapsed, and that was kind of it. Yeah, a, a good old heart stab. Jamie gets stabbed thirty times last week, and he's still climbing up walls and steps and down and doing, you know, he's running all over the place, but and killing Euron. Well, you magically Euron must have missed like organs somehow like it just went in and just nothing didn't touch anything it just pierced the skin yeah somehow he didn't touch an organ yeah the one foot, i don't know the, the, the one foot sword just yeah just <laughs> um it was like a magic act when you shove the swords through the body in a box and none of them <laughs> seem to be going through the person Right, exactly like that. You know what? Benny Weiss been fucking up so much. It was probably they were like, "It's a prop sword. It's not going to be a real one." Just kind of yeah, yeah. yeah, just closes in on itself. Um, I got. I got to say, by the way, about this moment with uh, Danny. Yes, I, it was crushing to me. It was it honestly was like she, you know, like I said, just a, a attractive character all all the way around. Right, you know the way she looked. You know she was beautiful. She was magnetic. You know, great actress. The, the the character itself, you just really got behind her, and then to go get all the way through this series with her and believe in her, to only to have her turn out this way at the end, which is fine. If that's the story, that's a story, dude. I gotta say, it crushed me. It really did. It was so disappointing that I had to watch her crumble like this, um, and to and not only that, to have you know pretty much the the noblest character on the show be the one to kill her. Yeah. You know, kind of like a, 
And it was a cheap shot too. You know? Yeah, he was kissing her, and and he stabbed her in the gut. Did he? Did he get a little hard on down? You know, down below. That did she feel that first? She, well, was, she just assumed it was the dagger in his pocket. <laughs> you know, um, is that long claw in your pocket? <laughs> this, this was a good ending. I mean, it was a good ending for these two characters. You know, oh, yeah. I, if this was the end of Martin's outline, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great tragedy for this show. Um, but like, they should, they should have ended it right there. Yeah, How about that. Yeah, maybe. God, I, I, yeah. In retrospect, I wish they had. Uh, Think about it. You know, just and then maybe they could have come back later on and done something else afterwards. But just let that be it. God, yeah, that's a that's a great point. That would have been so much better. Because, yeah, that's black. the tragedy of it all. He is so, I mean, he is heartbroken having to do that. And, and you know, uh, you know, there, I've heard some, I guess, chatter on, on, online of, you know, all the people that named their kids Khaleesi or Daenerys, like how, they, <laughs> you know, if they feel stupid now. I mean, well, they should feel stupid no matter what. Well, they should anyway. Like I was almost named Hazel. Well, I didn't name her Khaleesi, but after, like a month later, I'm like, oh, I should have named her Khaleesi. That's pretty cool. But I didn't. Oh. Um, but I would have been fine with it if, if my dog's name was still Khaleesi. But, um, you know. No, not your child. That's the thing where I, I – that's the – that's I don't know. That's the shitty part of her. Yeah, she was such – so iconic and such a hero. I know. And nobody could have played that role better than Amelia Clark. Like, if anyone was ever born to play a role, I would say she was born to play that role. Kind of like James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano or um, Brian Cranston as Walter White. Definitely Amelia Clark as Daenerys Targaryen. Like, I don't think anybody else could have done it. Yeah, you know, I think I think along the lines of online chatter, I think I've in the past people have mentioned of her being like a weak link on the show and like acting wise. And yeah, they're what? they are so off. I don't even know how. I mean, just a just a face acting from all yes. all the characters in this episode were off the charts, off the charts. I I, I mean, I I started rewatching season one, and I I found her to be engaging even from the the first moment on screen. Um, and yeah, you're right. The facial acting, just the, the way she was conveying the emotions without many words. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I have, what, what do I know about acting? Yeah, a little detour. Um, you're going to see this from John Hamm in Mad Men. Um, you know, Tony, obviously, Gandolfini and Soprano is probably the, the top. And then, uh, you know, Walter White could be second, Cranston. Um, Killing Eve, I don't know if you started watching that yet, but this, uh, this actress' name is Jodie Comer, and her character is Villanelle. Uh, we I was watching this Melinda the other night and I said, this might be my top 10 of awesome character, awesome actress. Like just, I, I, you have to start watching that show. Yeah, I guess I do. It, I, okay. I, she's up there I, already. She's up there with Soprano, Walter White, Khaleesi. She's there already. I, it's, it's, I'm mesmerized watching her. Well, that, that, that's how I always was with. With with Amelia Clark, yeah, you know, I, I I was always you know kind of captivated by what was going on with her character and what she was doing on screen. Um, just ah, oh, Jesus Christ, man, just a tragic end to this story, 
And then even more tragic with the way they fucked it up right after this. I, I mean, when I look back and think, wow, they could have ended it and people would have been really pissed if they had just ended it there. But you couldn't complain about how perfect of an ending it would have been in that moment. Because... Just a Drogon right. flying off with her. We ha I have to assume that, that most, most people watching it were, like, terrified after her speech. And so, yeah, this I think we all would have been okay with this moment like they should have the flash forward should have been 20 years is what it should have been yes um and it, so you know and i don't even want to i don't even feel like i feel like enough people have talked about even i've heard people talking about drogon melting the throne and not him and like i don't even there's is there anything you want to add to that or talk about there I, no, I it's fine i mean i was okay with him melting the throne i it i think it was Probably a bit much and ham-handed, but it was cool. So I, I was all right. I would have yeah, after he. I would have jumped on Drogon if I'm John, and I would have burned up the Unsullied and the Thraki, right, and taken control. I don't know that Drogon. I think what Drogon kind of showed me there was he literally was just hers. I don't think there was any way any other Targaryen was going to commandeer Drogon. I don't think. Okay, yeah, it's probably true. I think they only have their own rider or something. Yeah, maybe. You know, he like maybe he was okay with John cuz John had that Targaryen blood, but he had to know that John was the one that killed her, right? Well, there's there's people speculating that Drogon thought since it was a sword that it was a pointy thing like on the throne, so she died from the throne. Oh no! And then, please, and then, that that can't be. And then the joke is: Dro these dragons seem to be smart creatures. Uh, so you think that Drogon realized that John killed her? I think that he had to. I mean, why wouldn't he know? Then it makes even less sense that for him not to burn him, doesn't it? Well, unless he unless it's against, but like fucking primary directive, he can't burn a Targaryen. Yeah, then I I have heard that Targaryens have been burned in the past, but. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, no, no, right. Listen, it's fucking magic and it doesn't exist. So, so, um, so it fades. That's it. It fades to black. It's about the forty-five minute mark, and um, and that's it. So, Johnny, uh, do me a favor. Can you put a smile on your face for me? That's it. That's the end of this. <laughs> at the end of the episode. Can we? So, should we end ours now? No. So, so then we find out that uh, for some reason. Grey Worm and the Unsullied didn't execute John on the spot when he turned himself in for murdering their queen. They were killing people the way the Northmen were raping people. And for yeah. for whatever reason, Grey Worm, the the most vengeful guy in the world, I guess he just happens upon John. He's like, ah, all right, yeah, put him in jail. Right. Like, you know. I, I don't know. I I get it. They needed John alive for you know. They can't just have him executed like that. But <laughs> then have him escape. You know, you can't have him be taken prisoner. That's, it doesn't make any sense. That's why I need him to try to get on Drogon to get the fuck out of there. Yes, he needed or he needed Arya to just like get him out of the city. Right. Hey, you know what? Good idea. Let's give her. Let's faceless man him out of there. Yeah, let's give her something there. to do besides planning Dora the Explorer, you know, for the rest of her life. Right. I mean, like, like we just we just thought of that in a second. No, no one ever considered yes. this. It's that easy. God damn it! It's that easy. Ay. 
he should have had her, you know, well, no, I don't know that she would have been able to get around Drogon, but, um, yeah, she should have been on standby the, the way, to get his ass out the of way the way everyone's acting, yes, John should have gotten murdered instantly. So should have Arya, when, if anyone ever found her. Everyone should have went down. Davos, Great One would have killed them all. But it's, now he's following yeah. the rules of law, the rules of right. Westeros. Um, Instead of having Arya wait for him, John says, go wait beyond the wall, beyond the gates, 80 miles away from here, and I'll meet you. I'll meet you out there. Why wouldn't he ever station with him? Or Why? You know, God, back back to the back to John and Arya together when he's like, "Why are you here?" Then he could then she could say, "I know a killer." When I see one, he's like, "Hey, uh, you mind helping me out? I think we do have to kill her." Like me, right? <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, hey, you know what? Do me a solid. You bring up a good point. <laughs> Listen, I hate to ask for another favor. I know you killed the Night King yeah. and all, but hey, um, what are you doing for the next couple hours? Right. Do you still have needle? Yeah. Do you still have needle yeah. with you? I know I'm going to call back to this when I get banished to the Night's Wall about needle, but maybe I'll ask you about needle right the fuck now. <laughs> Before you go on a Lewis and Clark expedition, <laughs> could you come with me to go kill our queen? Uh, I okay. So I, so anyway, so um, there's this. All of a sudden, it's really sunny out now because Danny's dead. So the clouds went away. Yeah. The sun's out. They're underneath these fucking tents, um, some canopy, and some people are there that I really could care less about, like Ed Muir, sure, or Whoever. Sweet Robin, yeah, or Asha or Yara or whatever the hell Yara. her name was, Greyjoy, um, some other guy who was old, um, even Gendry, to be honest with you, yes. Was pointless in this scene. And in fact, and now looking back, I guess Bron should have been there, right? Or see, well, it's not a family. He just sounds like he's just in a castle. It wasn't cleared yet that he was the, no. He oh, that's right. He wasn't. The, yeah, Tyrion. Tyrion was coming. He didn't have a house yet. Yeah, you know. Um, a couple. There are still a couple moments here. Um, Arya tells Yar, if you say another word about killing my brother, I cut your throat. And then Yard. Oh, that was fantastic. Right, Yard. Totally agree. Yard completely backs down from that. Um, it's. I wrote this down. It's not. Hold on. On the who's. This might be Tyrion saying this, where he's saying to Grey Worm, "It's not for you to decide." Yes, that's Tyrion. Okay, and I wrote. I agree with a million exclamation points as like if it took up half a page me writing. I agree. It's not for Grey Worm to fucking decide. Why is he deciding anything? Well, Grey Worm had the the only my only explanation for that was that Grey Worm had the strength of the Unsullied and the Dothraki behind him. That gives you a little bit of weight. Well, it's you know, regardless of your title. But Sansa's like, yeah, we got a we got a tons of Northmen right there outside. She made it sound like, yeah, well, we'll we'll take care of you guys. Oh, no, totally, yeah, for sure. But the, the problem is the Unsullied would have been like, okay, that's fine. We'll fight another yeah. war. And I don't know if I give the Northmen a chance against that army. The, the Northmen are good at raping. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know how good they are against guy, the psychos with spears and sickles or whatever the hell it is that the, the Dothraki are using. Um, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, but you're right, totally. I mean, Grey Worm, yeah. he, he shouldn't have been so vocal there. He wasn't truly a leader like a house leader 
No. Right. Is, and and, and is it, you know, a prison guard. Prison. You know, that's it's one other moment, of course, was Uncle Ed stands up and <laughs> pretends he wants to. <laughs> That was, oh that, was, God, that was that was so perfect. That was tremendous. Like there was enough of this stuff where you're like, oh, it's, you know, it's, but, but then to Tyrion's in chains. Grey Worm doesn't want him to talk. Tyrion says, yeah, I guess you know, half the people hate me and the other half hate me. And then Tyrion goes on a, a twenty minute speech, <laughs> like, you know, I almost agree with Grey Worm at this point. Why is this guy talking so much at this point? Why is he right. deciding everything? This guy's a. We have a prisoner. And an unsullied commander deciding everything. That's right. That, that was – I thought it was great anyway. And I like how when Tyrion finally, you know, he starts building this rhetoric around why Bran should be the king. Um, and I saw a great meme where Tyrion says something like – it says Tyrion, uh, Bran should be king – and then it says Sansa, like quoting her, she says, "But his dick doesn't work." Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's basically what she said, yes. right? She said, "You know, <laughs> he can't father any care. He can't have any kids." Uh, which, in so many words, means say his dick's dead. <laughs> How does she know? That was a funny way. meme. Do you know which vertebrae he broke? Like, is she can? She's sure. Uh... He said, there's one more bone that's broken, and it's beneath my belt. I have no more use for this appendage. Sister, I love every bone in your body, especially mine. It's as limp as the noodles in your bowl. Now pass the turkey gravy. (laughs) Fucking brawn. Oh, my God. Um, Stories. This is what makes you a king, Tyrion. Stories. And again, uh, they, they, this is them reaching. They were reaching. This is them like almost propping themselves up as if they're telling the story. Number one, this wasn't your fucking story. I know you're heroes now because you produced the TV show and wrote and directed some of it. But, uh, you know, Martin told the story. I mean, maybe this is your homage to Martin. Fine. OK. Um, but, you know, this is even the best story within his story. I, I don't have a problem with Bram being named the king in the end. If, if anyone was going to be just out of that group, I would guess it's probably him. Um, just because he doesn't seem to care that much about material things and power, at least as far as I know. So I didn't have a problem with it. The problem I had was with how they got there. You know, Tyrion's explanation wouldn't be enough for me to say, oh, yeah, let's make him king. I, uh, Those are all uh, egos there when, when in that tent. When he went... I. I guess we'll get to this in a second. Um, um, when 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 Tyrion goes to uh, to John's cell, and like I said, he brings up the bastards and broken things. Like at that at that point, I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me! No one's gonna mention this." And then when he says goodbye to everybody, <laughs> no one says a word about who this fucking guy is. He's Aegon Targaryen. I think afterwards, Tyrion was walking back to his cell. He's like, "Oh shit, I forgot about Jon Snow. I forgot to mention Jon." <laughs> he's like, a, he "Maybe he's like us in the podcast. We forget what we wanted to say, finish a thought." Right. Tyrion's, what right. the fuck did I? What was I about to say? Uh, like, Something's. He's like, "I feel like shit. I forgot something." Yeah, there was. Hold on. <laughs> Grey Worm. Um, stories. Shit. 
Varys died. Um, I was like, wait a minute, isn't there another yeah. Targaryen left? Uh, Shit. I don't know. The, wait, who was uh, Lyanna Stark's son? Red, what was his name? Red Priest is, yeah. Um, you know, I, Rhaegar Targaryen had another kid, I think. Uh, we killed Varys last week. What, what was he doing? Did, did Var- <laughs> right. was Varys, Varys was sending uh, Raven Scrolls all over the kingdom, but I guess uh, <laughs> none of them made it, I guess. I, and Sansa forgot too, even though yeah, you know she it I, was the secret that she she just couldn't keep to herself. She remained very quiet about that in this finale. Well, and and, and then when she leaves with John, like like I could if 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 she kept that secret now to say, all right, cool, I'm the queen of the north. That's what I wanted. But I think she still would have been happy with John being king of the north. Like she just wanted freedom for the north. I mean, yeah, probably would have happened any which way. Um, she would have been queen regardless in that sense. Yes. You know, no matter who, as long as the North was, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they were governing themselves. Then she knew that she would be the queen. Who else was going to rule Winterfell? It was always going to be her. Yes. Um, she knew John didn't want it and it wasn't going to be Bran. Do we, I mean, do we care about, you know, how they, they laughed at, and Sam, well, Sam Tarly is involved too. Like, that's another bridge too far. Like, well, he's—it's a house though. He's the only living male heir to House Tarly, so that did make sense. Are the Targary- Targaryens done? Where are the rest of them? Targaryens—they're all dead. They're, John's the only one left. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, how did they not? Oh my god! I can't believe it. I, I know. As I, and as I as I famously texted to you, Johnny. The only wheel I wish they fucking broke was on Bran's wheelchair. That's a fucking... Ah, that's very cruel. That's, that was really cruel. I don't care. That's a fucking wheel they should have broken. And and bu- don't build any ramps. See, I have to say, like, I thought... I like Bran. I, now, I don't know where the personality came from all of a sudden, but I kind of like some of the lines that he delivered. I thought it was good. And I feel like he's going to be just enough of a prick to be a decent king but without going overboard. But... It, it, it's all more confusing when he says, why else do you think I'm here and why? We don't know, Bran. Well, Nobody fucking knows because I don't know what you did with the Night King. <laughs> I don't know what you did with, with the Jon Snow information. I don't know what you did by seeing visions. He saw a vision of Drogon over King's Landing. I don't know what he did. I don't know what you did for any of this just to, to, to predict it, well, to stop it, to everyone. All he just says is you are where you're meant to be and whatever you – I mean, no shit. You were exactly where he, I needed you. He basically just said, it is what it is to everybody. You know what? Uh, by the way, we're doing awful impersonations just like we oh, ripped no. um, Jason and Malfour. Just so you know, I've done about 50 terrible British accents. <laughs> that They're all horrible. I, I'm going to stop doing it. It's just fun to do Bran's voice. But it is. It, yeah, I, I know. I um, I guess like there maybe there is some truth to... Bran may have been, you know, just pushing everyone in the direction where he needed them to go. Mm. And then showing that vision that he had of the dragon. Like, maybe he saw all of this unfolding. Um, but if you're seeing the future... It's just that they, di- they didn't give you enough evidence. Right. As far as I can tell, he's... for the, Mostly he's just seeing the future, and then the future happens. And one time he yeah. he made Hodor become Hodor. But otherwise, he's just he's just seeing what's going to happen, or he's seeing things that are happening, and he's seeing the past. But he but he's not doing anything about it or changing anything. He's just seeing it. 
No, no, warging into Hodor was the last cool thing that he did. Right. After but, that, it's just all been mumbling and yes, you know, staring, staring off into space, and apparently telling Tyrion the entire story of his life. Yeah. Which we didn't get to see, by the way. Uh, but that was the significance of that well, scene now. But, yes. But in in season six, we would have seen that scene. There was too many scenes I wanted to see that I didn't see. I still can't believe John, we didn't see John telling his sisters who he was. I still can't believe it. Right. Sansa, Arya, gather around. Tell him, Bron. All right, cut to, cut to the next scene. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe it. I can't fucking believe it. You have to swear it. not to tell anyone. I'm not even going to tell the viewers. <laughs> <Right. laughs> You're ta- we're ta- yeah, they're taking these oaths really far. <laughs> in real life. What if they, it would have been great if he just got them in a huddle and he talked so low that we just could, we just, we could just see them him whispering to them and we didn't get to hear what he said. <laughs> like, or he took them behind a tent and you couldn't even see the reactions. Yeah, because that's basically what happened. It's like Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. If you've seen that, yeah, yeah, he just, yeah, we don't, um, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that's always irritated me. By the way, I have no idea what the hell he said. To it's her. online; you can find it. I, I forget what it was, but um, it, you know, it wasn't scripted, but you, some microphone found it. But it's online; you can find it. Oh, okay. What he said. Um, all right, so so we're done with this, right? I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know, there's again, there's. The, the bastards broken things callback which annoyed the shit out of me um he's gonna piss off the wall which annoyed the shit at me um you know Tyrion did put his hand on john's shoulder when he left his cell the way john did it you know an hour before but um otherwise yeah it's it's i don't know i don't know what else i feel like uh brand brand the broken is very non-pc <laughs> no. <laughs> I, like should be brand the disabled exactly all hail, Bran the Cripple. <laughs> what, Tiny Tim of our time. Right. right. What did what did they what did it, what did they call handicapped people now? They call them hand handy able. What did they call them? There's some PC word for it, like you know. Oh really? I've never heard that. Handy able. Physically, something. Uh, handy hand capable. I don't know. It's some. All right, let's not venture down this path because I just ha- I have a feeling neither of us have great commentary about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, so basically, in a nutshell, now John goes north because for some reason, there, I guess this Night's Watch thing was just kind of a a joke to oh. get Grey Worm off his ass. Right. He even said. There's a there's a night watch now. Like he's like what? <laughs> what the, where is that? What are we guarding against? I, I, and Grey and Worm way, is just wait, like, right, okay. And as soon as Grey Worm sails to wherever the fuck, because since they won't be procreating, we don't have to worry about these people in in a, in a generation. Then the uh, then like as soon as his ship sails and it's out of distance, like Sansa goes, psst, psst, John, come on back. He's gone. And then, and then you know, like, <laughs> right. what the fuck? They're gone. It's not like he's going to um, catch something on social media. Like, as far <laughs> as he's concerned, John, like, John can just go do what he wants with his life. I mean, you saw how the council treated Grey Worm. Once he's gone, he's out of sight, out of mind. No one's good. No one gives a two fucks about him. They're not going to. No. They're not sending Raven scrolls his way. 
So yeah, you just kind of just move on. Like, hey, John, come on back. He's gone. Like a little. Yeah, I I didn't understand. So like everyone was waiting at 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 the wall for John. Is that what was going on? They all took off uh, to head north together. You know, there was a moment when John came out of his cell and he was dressed and he was in that you know his his fur outfit. Um, there was yeah. two dudes with him. I thought for a second, I wrote this down. Were they night watchmen? They looked like they were in the black fur. So maybe they came down yeah. to ex- escort him back. But um, whatever. Who cares? Yes, I guess so. I think you're I think you're right. Because it, it, it's it's kind of like I think anytime anyone was like sentenced to serve on the night's watch, someone would come. Yeah, it was like one of the night's watch, whatever. And, the, and that, would come. Yeah, <laughs> Richard Mull. We we uh <laughs> bull yeah bull from night court we... come he would come and get you <laughs> and Selma yeah, yeah Selma, Selma Diamond Shit. um yeah you know John the most honorable guy in the world now we don't trust him to head north like if he said that he was gonna head north he would why don't we all just trust him and... I mean right right literally yeah. when has he ever lied besides when he stabbed Danny Johnny Cakes why why they didn't give Jon Snow, the opportunity to talk about who he was and decline the throne, I'll never understand. I'll never understand it. I don't. I don't know. I. I, I think I just need more time to digest all this. Just let him come. And that's why I want to do this rewatch and and see how I feel about it again. I, I'm. And, I'm. I'm just. I'm not understanding. Like, I mean, they really just kind of forgot about his Targaryen background. He, you know, and I, I get it. He's not going to use he's not going to use it to his advantage, and he didn't want to find that out. But when Sansa says, "You can, do you forgive me?" and all this stuff, you could just say, "You know what? No, I don't. Let, let me take the throne real quick because I'm the true king." And then you know, like, uh, I know he wouldn't have done that, but still. Well, and the other thing, I guess, something that's always troubled me is, what is it that he wants? He just wants to go live in the north and do what go he he doesn't seem to be a drunk so he's not going to go out drinking with Tormund. like what is he going to do i don't know play fetch with ghost like couldn't they have given this character like i get it he saved the world um he he did a lot of great things but it's like they never gave him any good end game for his life outside of he just had these missions and he had to fulfill them i just wish there was something more for his character in the end other than he's just going to go live in the north and that's where he's going to be happy at. Does, I, I I don't know. I mean, does he? I didn't get it. I don't, yeah. What was the draw? Why why didn't he want to be in Winterfell? What? That was his home. Yes, at the very least, he could be. He could be united. He could be the Targaryen at Winterfell or something, and done something. Yeah, just right. following his right. you know pseudo father's footsteps. Yeah, I guess. united those houses, or finally, or something. I don't know. I don't know. Help Bran run the kingdom. How about that? Uh, sure. Uh, you know, be an advisor or something. He seemed to be pretty wise, um, but he made some shitty-ass decisions on the battlefield. <laughs> so, I, I didn't like his ending. I didn't like Arya's ending, which is another no. shame because she was, you know, one of my favorites. I don't know. They didn't really build that story that she was a wanderer. I, Yeah, I don't... Again, I, 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 after all they've been through, why don't they just want to sit around the castle for a little bit, kind of veg out? 
like her and Sansa and like, you know, yeah. just chill. These people don't chill. Yeah. Just have some ale and, and kick back. I mean, yeah, but I'm, yeah, you're, yeah, there's no funny stories. Like they have so much time that they need to catch up on with each other. Of course. And, and there's no, but you know, I guess they're, there's no more I'm threat sorry, of war. So they, they can, yeah, there's no more threat of war. So they can just really relax for the first time. For the first time they can relax. Yeah, I guess I guess the problem is there's there's not a lot of fun conversations. Like Sansa can't talk about her the multiple rapes by Ramsey. John's not gonna talk about how he had to kill Egret. You know, Arya can't talk about the fifty thousand people that she killed, you know, on her way to becoming a faceless person. Uh I, I, I don't know. I guess maybe they that's what it is. Like they, they they can't share the experiences that they had. Did John kill Egret? Um, yeah, didn't he shoot her with the arrow? Oh, he shot her too? I know she shot him. I, I thought he shot her. Or was she, was she like jumping in the way of someone trying to shoot him? Ah, uh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe she was trying to defend him. Yeah, you're right. And it, but he, he still, you know, he, he turned, but you know, he, he turned on her. Like he probably wouldn't want to tell that story. He was in love with her. Mm. And he, he, you know, he basically betrayed her. Yes. <clears throat> anyway, um, I was unimpressed. John, yeah, John asks, you have your needle, and he apologized to Brienne. You were where you're supposed to be, and then, um, and then Brienne is writing the night stuff, and then they have the council meeting. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and then Bron likes whores, whorehouses, and then, right, and then the ends with. Uh, the brothel joke. Um, I brought a jackass well, and, and a honeycomb and, into a brothel, and I forget where that's from, but I saw somewhere that it was said before. So and that's the end. Yeah, I think it was an old joke, and and Bran says that he's going to go locate Drogon. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a, a, a that's a great yeah. So we don't know what Bran does or why, but now he's just going to go warg into Drogon, and then you know, and then. I thought he was the best guy to run the kingdom. Now he's not. And it's just like, it's the same old shit. You know, again, it should be the wheel and his chair broken, but it's not. And, uh, after, you know, after I locate Drogon, I'm going to go find a butterfly that I met last spring. I'm going to locate him. Like, what is he doing? Yeah. I hope he doesn't. What's the purpose. And if, and if, uh, if he sees that Drogon comes back to King's Landing and burns it down again, is he going to tell anybody this time? Or is he just going to let it happen? Fucking jerk off. Uh, Oh, I almost forgot to mention, Drogon's on his way here. <laughs> I didn't want to say because everyone's where they're supposed to be, including Drogon. <laughs> um, and um, then it's a... So, I mean, it, it would make for a great sequel, but it sounds like they're not going to do one. God, this... It's crying for a sequel. It, it is. They left so many openings. It, it needs Vince Gilligan and Alan Ball... And, uh, you know, everyone yeah. get in a room and, and write this fucking sequel and we can do, I mean, cause I mean, I don't want to tie up these actors for the rest of their lives. I mean, I think Sansa's the only one with a real career. Um, yeah, I think she's going to do fine. Yeah. But you know, the otherwise we want to see what they're doing. I mean, you know, the ending kind of editing and montage of them all getting ready and leaving and she's a queen would have been super cool, except for John was North of the wall for some reason. And, with no purpose, but, but otherwise it was awesome. <laughs> Ride, riding into the woods. Yeah. But, but other than, other than it made no sense, it was really cool. 
yeah, it was fine. Like, like I said, like I was okay with it. And visually it was, it, it looked cool. And I like seeing Ari take off. Like I, I love all these characters, so I was fine with it, but I don't know. I, none of them were satisfying endings besides Sansa being queen. That made sense. Mm-hmm. I got that, you know, that was a good moment. Um, but you know, I don't know the rest of them. I was like, all right, John's going North. That's not really all that interesting. No, it, but he did get reunited with Ghost. Ghost and Tormund. They can search for yeah. tall women, and John can go back to challenge box like he's such a pro at. Uh, maybe him and Tormund are going to uh, Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> maybe. There's there's the sequel. I mean, there was a a budding bromance there. I think <laughs> he loved his little cock when he saw him dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing Tormund um, did. He went into the room on his deathbed. He lifted up that little towel. Wanted to see what was cooking it with John. <laughs> that's when he's that's the when he fell in love with Jon Snow. <laughs> and he likes Brienne, who looks like a dude, so He he ran off to find a, a red priestess who could revive him. <laughs> I gotta get me some of that. <laughs> Good impression. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I, I know. It's like impression number 75. Oh, now I'm laughing. All right. I don't know. Uh, what is that? I mean, I we probably need. Hey, probably, believe it or not, what? I love this show. I know. Believe it or not, I love this show. Listen, it, it like, I, you know, you're with me now. I said it last week. Like, it's not my fault that they fucked this up. And I'm not saying it, it ruined everything. It just doesn't make sense. And it just, it just you know, it, hopefully it doesn't devalue it on the rewatch but you know again it's it's um they they, they could have done better what the fuck we just we just did better yeah, yeah. i i agree i th- i think that they just i don't know what it is man or or maybe some things hit the cutting room floor or, that they should have left it or that's maybe or they're so enamored with the cgi that you know it, it, i think sepinwall even said in his article that the early seasons when their budget wasn't as large they spent more time with the characters, which was what was yeah. awesome. And you know they've relied they've they've relied on all the CGI now, uh, not the CGI necessarily, but the you know the spectacle of it instead of well, they just they couldn't wait to get number one. They couldn't wait to get to the long night. And hey, man, I loved the long night. Okay, I'm one yes. of the people that did like Me it. Me too. They couldn't wait to get to that, and they couldn't wait to get to a dragon destroying a city. Yeah, um, you know, and, and and I get it, but that's not what the show was about. You know, those were those are just extras. You know, the show has always been about, like you said, these characters and the drama between them. They just lost sight of that. But I will say, I I still loved the bells. You know, like I I did like the bells. I did. I recognized the flaws. Um, but even they, they still had me there cause they hadn't screwed up this King selection at that point in time. <laughs> oh my God. Um, you know, but I, they just, there were so many missed beats. I, and that, you know, and that's the other thing about where personally I didn't care that, that Daenerys killed citizens. And then we fast forward a week and when someone says, let's ask what the citizens want. And he gets laughed out of the room. We, the, no one, this, the, <laughs> yeah, the citizens were never thought of through the whole series. 
the whole fucking series. Yeah. Everybody was expendable. You were either a whore or a lord or a lady, and that was it. Otherwise, you were just an extra. You know, you, you were walking around these cities. You did nothing. We don't know. We don't know how you were fed or how you weren't or how you were trained or how you were schooled. And now all of us, you know, oh, God. Well, the only one who ever actually expressed concern for citizens was Danny. Yes. And ironically, right. turns out to be the one who yeah. burned them to the to the ground. Yeah. Incinerated a whole tent. It could have been incinerated. In, incinerated this this whole town of people. <sighs> uh, so, I mean, what do we say? What do we? What do we? I mean, what's your what's so? I, what's your overall? Could, do you have an overall thought on the series? I mean, it's it's a, it, you know, I guess that's my early question. It's just tough to think about the whole series right now when we. I think we we need to spend the next five episodes. <laughs> two hours at a time talking about our feelings about this series. <laughs> Could you imagine? Holy we're, shit, man. We, we, uh, well, at least we're not 46 year old men with families and jobs. <laughs> I have to wait till my entire family goes to sleep have, before I can actually do this. We have time to kill. It was funny. What you texted me like this week, something about, um, I, I had texted you something about bald move and you're like, well, you know, I guess I guess you you can devote this much time. You know, that's your only job is to watch TV shows. You can figure these things out. Like they, I guess I said they figured some things out. And it's so true. Like, yeah, you know, it is. We are doing the best we can under these circumstances. I mean, you know, you know it, we can't just we, yeah. Shit. I think by the time they podcast, they watch the episode five times. And absolutely, I have to wake up in five hours from my actual real job. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here. We're we're now like an hour and 50 minutes in Ooh. on our podcast that's hasn't yet drawn sponsors. Right. <laughs> Not sure why, well, but everyone listening, uh, please subscribe. Yeah. Please subscribe. Leave us some, some reviews, uh, or ratings. Just, just click five stars. Let us know. Or um, I would it, love it. If it, you would make fun anyone, of us. Yeah. Oh, we, I welcome the making fun of, and if anyone listens to binge <laughs> mode and our podcast, compare and contrast the, uh, the impressions and the laughing, <laughs> if you don't oh mind. My God, I, our laughing is not as bad. No, no. we laugh. We laugh, but not to an annoying degree. I don't think. I'm trying to be self-aware here. The impressions were god awful. Yeah, I will admit. Right. I mean, I, the things we laugh at are, uh, you know, I can I can say you actually make me laugh. So I think it's I think it's actually something funny that happens, not just some dumb shit of, of a screeching impression. There's cackling over nothing sometimes, like just for no reason at all. I don't know if you listened last year. There was when um, when Danny fought the Lannisters and it was the loot train. Yeah, they they still do it to this day. They'll go loot train and they loot train, he says, and then she says it and then they start laughing and scream. Oh, my God. Loot train. Why is that? Funny? I don't know. Is that a reference to something else? No, or? no they just. I get, the first time they may have said on the show, they're like, loot train. And then they just kind of, I don't know, expanded on, oh my God, it drives me crazy. Yeah, they, they I get it, man. I, I don't know. They, clearly, they have a ton of people that love them. It's just funny when I was reading through their reviews, 
I mean, I just read opinion after opinion that was exactly echoing what you and I always say about how annoying they are <laughs> and the content is great, but the just the personalities are just insufferable. Um, I mean, a lot of people feel that yeah. way. Well, you always let's face it; it's probably only the haters that leave comments. Like I have never, I listen to that's true. I listen to about a dozen podcasts like consistently. I've never left a comment. The only thing I've ever done is subscribe. So that's really all I ask of anyone listening to this is just subscribe. You know, comments. I don't care. I don't, yeah, the only time I ever um, left positive comments is when I pretended to be someone else and left them on ours. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. I didn't do that. Um, oh my god, we should. I, I should. Yeah, have. what are we waiting for? We should open up some dummy I, accounts. I know. Five hundred review. All of a sudden, five hundred reviews flood in. I should do it. I wonder if I could do that in every hotel I check into. I can get on the hotel computer, and then just you know make up a uh, make up an email and start <laughs> leaving reviews. Why not? In your spare time, we're just you're gonna now you're gonna spend even more of your personal time trying to support this show. You're you're giving enough of yourself, man. True, so true. I give you leave. So true. You don't have to do any more. I I leave it all out on the podcast field, Johnny. You know that. That's that's right, man. I feel like we both do. Um, I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm not gonna. I can't give final words on this show. Yeah. All I can say is this. I I love the show. I certainly have mixed feelings about what they did with the ending here. Um, but I, I'm happy that I was able to be a part of the whole thing. I really like that yeah. aspect of it. The social aspect, you know, a lot of good conversations. Maybe we were just all bullshitting ourselves uh, with all these conversations, but it was fun. Yeah, man. I, I've, I've had a good time this season with uh, you and I talking through it. Me too. I, I love talking about it. I watched the show from the beginning based on nothing. I never even heard of the book. So, um, you know, it's, it's been, God, man, it's 10 years. Jesus. It's, it's been since my daughter was born. That's amazing. That, that really is. I, um, um, God, the Phillies were in the World Series for the second year in a row when this started. That's right. I, uh, I think I'm, I think, I think I'm going to try to watch Westworld and I'm going to rewatch Deadwood. I will do the rewatch of Deadwood with you. I started Westworld. I've gotten halfway through season one. It's just it's very slow at points. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I heard a lot of people for season two were were like confused by it, and I'm not. I'm not looking forward to something like that. But I did see that. What's his name? Is it going to be in season three? Um, Aaron. Aaron. Uh, Aaron Paul. I know. Yeah, Aaron Paul. Yeah, I saw the previews. It looks interesting. That looks very robotic and futuristic. Yeah, so I'm gonna give that a try. Justify is on my list right. too. Yeah. I've never watched that. I always wanted to. That's supposed to be a good one. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I guess the Watchmen. I'll I'll watch that too. But uh, this is it. You got Watchmen. You got Stranger Things coming this summer. I think the final season of Stranger Things should be good. I don't. I mean, um, isn't it going to be a rehash? Like, what? How are they going to change up that story? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I, it. I saw previews. It looks pretty interesting. I think overall the landscape does, does looks bleak. I don't. I have a feeling they're still got this damn monster. I I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know what they're. Yeah, I'm do. sorry. I'm not, yeah. It was, I didn't mean just Stranger Things. I meant just overall. I mean, I'm gonna gonna oh. rewatch Deadwood and watch an old show, Justified, and uh, you know, yeah, 
and Westworld, it seems like it's very, very mixed reviews. Otherwise, I don't know what else. You're lucky. At least you have Mad Men to look forward to if you ever get on that. Um, Better Call Saul actually is fucking tremendous. Probably close, close to top five. Uh, So there's, I guess, a few things, but... Yeah, I haven't even watched season four of Better Call Saul yet, and I I heard it was fantastic. I thought season three was amazing. I heard season four is even better. I was I was talking about it last weekend to some hockey parents, and they said that they gave up on it. I forget, maybe in season two or something, maybe season one. That's a shame. It really is. It got a little slow in there from from time to time. I, I told them, and I believe this. I'm getting to the point now where Better Call Saul is on a dead even with Breaking Bad for me. Like it's getting, or it's getting close, dead even, and maybe overtaking it. They just don't have enough. Um, there's just not enough there for me to to say. And it, now, I mean, look, I have yet to see season four. To put it on par with Breaking Bad, uh, I'm not. I'm not so many I, great episodes. I know. Well, if we're if we're going episode and, by episode count of greatness, all all the Better Call Saul episodes are great. All of them. I I rewatched that recently too, uh, at least last year or so, the first couple seasons. Actually, I'm sorry, I did that this year, like skimming through and then rewatching a lot of it. I'm telling you, there are... people oh, shouldn't have given up on that show in the beginning. People were waiting for like you know, meth wars, but yeah, yeah they 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 went into it with the wrong yes. attitude. This was building building the story of Saul really is what is what the show is all about and it's not all super exciting the, the beginning it's more about just him the waste the wasted um, talent of this guy this character um yeah he's a tragedy it, in and of it himself. is it is and what his brother did and oh my god it's it's, it's so compelling yes yeah i won't give any spoilers away but yeah that season three finale was pretty awesome yeah I don't know how you watched um, that and didn't, didn't watch season four. I I know I was like I don't I, I don't it was I told you it was the principle of you, it. It's like I pay for eighty different fucking networks, <laughs> including like Amazon and Netflix. I'm not paying to watch a season of a show. I'm waiting for it to appear on one of them for free. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I know, but I mean, I don't know how you could I don't know how you could wait after that episode, but I know, it, yeah. The, there's a lot to keep me occupied. That's the thing. There's so much out there. That can that's right. The jobs and the families thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and yeah. yes, that's right. I actually do have a yeah. life to some extent. Well, listen, believe it or not, we just did another two hours. Awesome. So it, I will be sure to post in the show notes at what point we started talking about this episode. <laughs> Uh, which was, believe it or not, the forty-minute mark. No shit, really? Oh my god. We were t- we talked about we 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 glossed over the episode. We we gave some commentary, but we did not get into the narrative for the episode from start to finish until the forty-minute. We did the opposite of the Iron Throne. We gave you a shitty first forty minutes, and then a great <laughs> a great remainder. That's right. I some of the things that we talked about in the first forty minutes probably could be forgotten. Which is why I will post in the show notes, hey, if you just want Game of Thrones, <laughs> just jump here. Good. Yeah. Uh, you know, stories of naked men. I concur. 
I, I forget what else we talked about. It's been so long. It's yeah. two hours ago. Yeah. We should have yada yada over that, I guess. I'm like the fucking uh, lead character from Memento. I can't remember what I what the hell we talked about an hour ago. <laughs> it's so true. I have now. Where was I? I have the attention span of like a like a a, a titsy fly with with fucking narcolepsy. Yeah, I'm the same way. My memory is not what it used to be. It's, it really isn't. <laughs> Oh, all right. So yeah. next week we are coming back. I think, I guess you and I have to talk about the days that we want to start releasing episodes again. I'll be yeah. honest with you. The weeknights have been working for me. Have they? Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if it's something you can swing. Maybe we'll keep this time. Slot. If you figure, if you figure once football season starts, you know, I would love to do it Monday night. If we're doing it during the second half of the Monday night football game. And then, you know, we love you know, get some Eagles, Eagles talk going. Um, yeah, I'm kind of fine with yeah. Monday nights. Yeah, I think um, it would maybe be cool for our football listeners if we did like maybe a quick half hour, 45 minute show on like Friday or Saturday. And then on Monday, we follow up with like a recap and talking about whatever else it is that we want to talk about as usual. That might be kind of cool. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we got to figure it all out. And Sopranos, and you know, we got a lot. We got a lot to discuss. Let's not do it right now. We got Deadwood. No, um, no, we're not going to figure it all out tonight. I would just say thank you to everyone listening for hanging in there with us. Uh, hopefully, you followed along for this entire season. I certainly enjoyed it, even though it wasn't what we all hoped for. Um, I still love the uh, the fact that we just got to watch the end of the series. So all hail Brand the Broken. It's brand the handy abled, uh, handy capable. That's what it is. Handy capable. Handy capable. Handy. He's capable. That's not really a a a compliment to say someone's capable. Is it, dude? Yeah, he's capable. We can't get into that now. But he's yeah, he's capable of doing something that no one knows what it means. But he's capable of capable of locating a dragon. (laughs) Yes. Apparently. All right, right, Uh, I'm signing off. Uh, Good night, everyone. This has been a long goodbye. Have some final words. It has been (laughs) the long night. Johnny Cakes, can you do me a favor? Can you put a smile on your face? It's a garden state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime It's a garden state of mind